Welcome to Real Herbalism Radio, show 240, recorded at Big Dog Studios in Eugene, Oregon. Today's show is made possible by... Oh man, that's such a pickup. you got to try this tiger tea from Sacred Blossom Farms. In fact, if you go to sacredblossomfarms.com right now and enter in Real Herb, all caps, 15, you can save 15% on your next order. Tell them that Practical Herbalist sent you. Herbal vinegars are so easy to make and make and make, but what do you do when you realize you have loads more than your pantry can hold? Today we're talking with Cammie McBride, author of The Herbal Kitchen and teacher of herbal medicine since 1988 about making and enjoying herbal vinegars. Now here are your hosts. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Patrick Hunter. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism Radio. Hey Cammie, oh I'm so glad to have you back. Ah, it's good to be here. Thank you for having me. So one of the first problems I had when I was just beginning with with herbalism was that I loved making lots of herbal vinegars. And then they just sat there because I didn't know how to use them. Oh, no! <laughs> I, I did at one point, I think I counted up like six half-gallon jars of like sage and... I think it was sage, rose, and nettle vinegars. I realized that that was a long time ago, and I realized that was probably too much and too too great a quantity of each one. What do you think? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, <clears throat> I do have an entire chapter in the Herbal Kitchen on herbal vinegars. I know. And I have half gallons of herbal vinegar in my house and we use them. The thing is, is that it's one of the most versatile herbal medicines. You know, there, there are a lot of things to learn in herbal medicine, herbal tinctures, herbal pills, herbal compresses, you know, there's lots of medicine making techniques. Mm -hmm. And then, and some of them are what I call just kind of the key log uh, medicine making. I, and I think that herbal oils and herbal vinegars are that because they're super simple and they are so versatile and they're super safe. Yeah. And so the thing about herbal vinegars is they're not, they're not only for salad dressings, right? right. They're, they are for, I, we add our herbal vinegars you know, like adding a splash of acid, right? That, that, that acidic taste can make your soup, your pesto, your hummus, your chicken salad, your rice um, pop, even if it's just like a teaspoon, you know? Right. So sure, it's great in salad dressings and marinades and to braise with, but you just, we have, herb, we put herbal, little splashes of herbal vinegars into our soups um, and on our greens. And it's, it's, in, it's a, a condiment that we use pretty much every day in small amounts. And so, you know, it might as well be full of herbs, right? Right. <laughs> but not only in your food, you can clean with it. Like I make a uh, lavender rosemary vinegar, and that's what I clean the bathroom with. It's completely that's disinfected. Awesome. That's what I clean the bathtub with, right? Right. So you can clean with it. You can eat it in a dozen ways. And 
um, it's really good for the skin. So yeah. if you've got a bunch of, you know, like you said, you had sage vinegar, I'll oh, put yeah. that in the bathroom. I'll put two cups of that vinegar in my bath. It really is incredible anti-inflammatory. It'll help resolve so much inflammation on the skin. Mm-hmm. And it's just incredibly healing for the skin. So if you really don't know what to do with your herbal vinegars, put them in your bathtub. Oh, yeah. And like the sage one, that sage or lavender, both of those are so soothing. I mean, they just, they soothe your whole nervous system. Yeah, they do. They're relaxing. They're anti-inflammatory to the skin. And also people that have like acne and red spots, um, they're they're great just like spot treatments on the skin. Mm, yeah. You know, we, we live in Blackberry country and we get scratched up all the oh, time. Yeah. And so we have all these like, like nicks on our skin and we'll put the vinegar on our skin and it helps heal the skin quicker. And also a little bit of lavender vinegar on a sunburn, it stings at first. So don't do it on children, you know, under 10, because they'll like be like, ah, that stings. But you put that lavender or sage vinegar on a sunburn, it stings for like 10 seconds. And then it helps to draw out the the, um, inflammation from the sunburn. Yeah, you know, I've done that with calendula vinegar. There was a point where yeah. I had calendula vinegar and I had I had gotten the sunburn and my shoulders were just really like lobster red. And I sprayed some of that on one side but not on the other to see how it would work. And I tell you, the side with the vinegar, with the calendula vinegar, healed faster and the pain went away a lot faster. It was know, pretty impressive. Incredible? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't think you can have, I don't know, herbal vinegars. I think it's just about getting into the mindset of really uh, using them more. And, you know, I am all about the herbal kitchen. And um, the herbal kitchen doesn't mean you're going to become a great gourmet cook or a great herbal, you know, connoisseur cook or whatever. An herbal kitchen means that you're herb ready and you're set up, that your herbal kitchen is set up so that, you know, what I call herbal ready. And And so like, you don't have to think about it. And even if you're just like eating to go food um, or you don't have to cook a big old fat meal, but whatever you do eat, you're going to splash something on it that's full of herbs. And that's what's so great about like the herbal sprinkles, the herbal oils, the herbal vinegars is that they're ready, Right. you know? And so even if you're just eating rice and avocado, you know, which is, which is our kind of go-to, I don't feel like cooking, (laughs) put avocado on it. Then you're, you can put your herbal infused oils, you can put some herbal sprinkles, you can um, uh, put your herbal vinegar on it, and now you've got an herb filled, you've got a cart, you've got an herbal filled condiment. So it's really about having your herbal condiments ready, and the herbal vinegars are, you know, you want to fill your pantry with herbal condiments that really make every meal a little bit better, a little bit healthier, um, and, and, you know, more a diverse ray of um, nutrition that's coming from from the condiment, like the vinegar, right? Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I've noticed when you go to, I'm going to say this, it's going to sound terrible, but the fancy pants expensive restaurants where they serve you the food that was just grown in their like back 40, like today, all, you know, they have these herbal vinegars, they have all these fancy condiments. And when you take a really good look at what they're doing, they've just got the herbal kitchen going. That's all they're doing is they've they've made a lot of the same types of things that you talk about in your book. And that that's the kinds of things they've got. They've got a variety of different herbal vinegars and they just add those in. You know, it may, so you do that for yourself and suddenly you're going from 
you know, just a plain old meal to something that you can call artisan, even if you're kind of laughing a little as you do it. (laughs) Yeah, now it's artisan and it's, that stuff is expensive. And really when you make it yourself, it's so inexpensive and you're, one of the things that I love about it is that it's such a simple thing that you can do to stretch your food dollars and to stretch your uh, proactive healthcare plan, yes. because all of those herbs and spices that, that we, that I've put into the vinegars, they're carminatives, right? Yeah. They're yeah. carminatives. They help us to digest our food. They help us to get more nutrition out of our food. And so, I don't know, food's expensive these days. They just keep getting more and more expensive. <laughs> right? And this is one simple thing that you can do. Adding these carminative herbal vinegars to your food helps you get more nutrition out of your food. Right. You digest your food more efficiently with that splash of herbal culinary oil or that artisan vinegar on your, you know, your mushroom saute or whatever, you're going to get more, extract more nutrition from those hard-earned dollars, from all that organic, slow-grown, you know, food that you're eating, you know, so what, what is it that you can do in your life that, that takes so, so little effort where it really increases, stretches your dollars and increases your health through nutrition. Right. There's exactly. not that many things that, that are as easy and effective as this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when I first learned to make herbal vinegars, I don't remember, honestly, who it was that told me this, but they said you really have to use fresh plants. But I don't think, I mean, that, and I've done many herbal vinegars with fresh ones. I haven't done much with dried, but you've got quite a few recipes that work with dried ones. Yeah. <clears throat> so the thing about the fresh ones when you make it with a fresh vinegar, you really have to remove the, the plant from the, vinegar, from the vinegar. Mm-hmm. You know, with the dried herbs, you can leave them in the vinegar longer and actually at the end of the bottle, throw all the dried herbs into the marinade with the vinegar. Mm-hmm. But um, you can make, inc- you, you don't need fresh herbs. You can make incredible vinegars with dried herbs. Well, and that, opens, that opens it up to, like folks like me, I don't live in a tropical climate, so I'm not going to grow my own peppercorns and be able to harvest them fresh. That's just not happening. <laughs> you know, right. I'm not growing. I've tried growing turmeric a couple times and I failed miserably. You know, even ginger potted in my yard is not as happy as one might hope. <laughs> so, so, you know, a lot of times it is dried or it's what I can get at the kitchen at the uh, grocery store rather. Yeah, you can definitely, you can make it uh, with dried herbs and spices and what's just right, you know, Again, all those herbs and spices that are in your kitchen cabinet, whether it be parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme, or the dense spices like clove, cinnamon, ginger, they're medicinal. And you put some of those dried spices in your vinegar, and now you've got a vinegar that's that's medicinal. It's got nut- it's got vitamins and minerals. It's anti-inflammatory. It's carminative. And you know, usually we think of the herbs and spices in our cabinet our cabinet for flavor, right? When you ask people what's that similar, they they say it's for flavor, but it's actually not there for flavor. The flavor is a byproduct of why we have them in there. The real reason that the herbs and spices, the relic of why they're there is because they help to kill foodborne pathogens. Yeah. You know, every traditional food had an herb or spice to go with it to kill the foodborne pathogens and to help us digest it. That's really the medicine of our spice rack that we forgot about. Yeah. Our great, great grandmothers knew about that, but we forgot. We just thought it was because it's in the recipe. No. And so when you get those herbs and spices into your vinegars, 
you are putting, you are remembering the real medicine of your spice rack. It's there to help you digest your food and it's there to help you kill the foodborne pathogens that are in the food. Nice. You know, yeah, I, I have yeah. a, I have a family member. Uh, I grew up, um, part of my family married into a Russian family and I grew up uh, with spending some holidays with this traditional Russian family and they harvested a lamb every year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember all the elders in the back, you know, out back. And I remember seeing this meat like wrapped in rosemary, like oh, huge, smart. huge yeah. bundles of rosemary and all the old timers out in the backyard dealing with that carcass, you know? Yeah. <laughs> And so now all those younger people that are my age, yeah. <laughs> um, they all, they have that recipe and they use the rosemary, but they don't remember the medicine of why that yeah. rosemary is used. They think it's for flavor, right. but no, they wrapped that carcass in rosemary for a, and left it out in the backyard for a day. Yeah, you know? so it would cure. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and it needed the rosemary, the medicinal. Yeah. You know, the, the antimicrobial, the antibacterial. Um, so so it's for us to just start to remember what, what's actually the medicine that's in. Why are we putting our cinnamon in our rosemary? Right. Why do we put that rosemary and thyme in our red vinegar and make salad dressing with it? Yeah, it's not exactly. just for flavor. Exactly. Well, one of the things that I did, my family went vegetarian at the beginning of this year. And um, I was the only... I was the only vegetarian. Everybody else went vegan. So they went like, whoa, 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 whoa. vegan-ish, vegan-ish, vegan-ish. <laughs> I still have butter on my toast. I can't stop that one. <laughs> right. But they, they all, they went for that, which was fine. And I, I've, I was really happy that they did. But I found that I was home making myself a meal that usually included some kind of dairy in the middle of the day, every day. By myself, because I didn't want everybody else to feel bad. They couldn't have the cheese or whatever. And one of the things that I noticed that was really important for me was to add more and more um, carminative herbs. So, like, instead of, like, a dash of fennel, I was using, like, close to a tablespoon of fennel and loving it. You know, I would make my yogurt and I would put in, you know, a teaspoon of cinnamon and a teaspoon of ginger and then... Maybe I'd add some other like milk thistle or something like that in there too, but it was the cinnamon and the ginger that fired it up enough so that I could digest the yogurt given the coolness of my diet. You know, because I mean, eating, we ate a lot of just vegetables. We went from very much meat eating and, and more cooked than not cooked to having a lot more raw vegetables. And all of that's a little harder on the digestive system. So for me, that made a huge difference. Yeah, that's so good that you figured that out because, uh, you know, I'm a clinical herbalist for 20 years. I have seen so many people make that transition without the herbs and spices and come to me just like their whole, everything's cold, their stomach's cold, Mm -hmm. they're not digesting, they feel terrible. And so, yeah, for you to like get that piece that you need, the that the diet is cooler and that you can get that warmth, you know, it's like your herbs and spices are actually the bridge to digesting your food. Yes. They're not flavor, they're flavor, sure, but they are the bridge to you being able to digest your food without using so much of your own energy. And if your diet's colder, they are a much more important bridge. You know, it's, 
it's hard work to turn life into us. All right. <laughs> it's like the plants photosynthesize, but we still have to turn them into our own cells. It's hard yeah. work. Digestion takes a lot of energy. And so, you know, we all eat lighter when we get sick, right? We know that, yeah. that we have to free up our digestive energy when we don't feel well. Why not get help with that digestive energy at every meal, right? Right. And so it's really about preparing, you know, your herbal kitchen is really about preparing meals that are laden with mm -hmm. herbs and spices. Yes. Since my early days of making herbal vinegars and then not doing anything with them, I've evolved considerably to making... In my case, I, make, I do make smaller quantities at a time, but, you know, I'll make a wide variety. And then every time I'm making a salad dressing, which for me, because I eat a lot of salads on my own, is like every week, at least once a week, I'm making a new salad dressing and I'm trying different vinegars in it each time so that it's interesting. Yeah, we yeah, that's one of the great health hacks is making your own salad dressing. Right. I make two salad dressings at the beginning of each week. We don't just yeah. eat them on salad. We put them you know, we put it on everything, you know? Yeah. And really look at the salad dressings in the store. I don't oh, know, organic yeah. they are not for real. Yeah. They have a little bit of olive oil, organic olive oil, and then they've got canola oil and soy oil. Yeah. There is really not a good salad dressing in the store for real. Really and isn't, yeah. you can save so much money and you get that good olive oil, that anti-inflammatory brain tonic olive oil. Mm -hmm. You put the mineral rich herbal infused vinegars in there. Oh, yeah. And then you throw some a few fresh herbs. You're talking about a superfood, incredible tonic. Yeah. For the brain, for the gut, for circulation. Oh, yeah. And there is nothing like a good splash of salad dressing on your greens after you've oh. cooked them. You know, you cook them. You've got to throw those, the salad dressing on there to give them that little zing. It's all about the sauce. Oh, yeah. It's all. I love the sauciness. <laughs> well, the other thing that that is, that I think, you know, herbal vinegars do is, the other part of it is not just the the culinary part, the eating part, but this the, the cleaning and the sanitizing and the things that like I mean the, the thieves vinegar as an example. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, just you know, aside from eating all the vinegars, I mean it, the other part of it that you know disinfecting your home with it. Yeah. Is that's where I found it to be so so interesting and so powerful. You know, other than yeah. just eating them. I know that it's, yeah, it's just, you know, we, you can wash your floor with it. You can clean your windows with it. Um, right. And, you know, that's another really huge health pack. We are, we are really poisoning ourselves with our cleaning products, right? Yeah. I mean, just I know walk you down the know aisle. that. You, I mean, you know that, but oh. like a lot of people are still using a lot of toxic cleaning products that are carcinogenic, cancer causing, right? Um, yeah. Endocrine disrupting, disrupting the hormones and the immune system. So, like if you can just make a simple uh, lavender sage vinegar and clean yeah. with it, it's huge and it's really it's it's really economical too. It's, oh yeah, yeah. And I mean, honestly, the recipes that you have, it is it's ridiculously simple. I mean, honestly, you 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 get the herbs, get the right amount of herbs, stick them in the jar, pour some vinegar on it. There you go. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. how much easier can this possibly be? We use our vinegar as cold prevention too. So um, in the herbal kitchen, I have a four thieves, four thieves herbal vinegar, you know, lavender, sage, rosemary, thyme, peppermint, black pepper. 
And if something starts to go around, you know, we drink our herbal tea mm -hmm. and we throw a splash of that in our tea. Oh, right? that's we, brilliant. I even thought about adding vinegar, it to right? the tea. Oh, the really, yeah. Yeah, we put the really antimicrobial vinegar, you know, teaspoon, tablespoon, whatever you can handle mm -hmm. into the, into the hot tea and you drink it. And wow. um, the heat from the tea helps to disperse all those antimicrobial properties. And it's really effective. It's, um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's brilliant. Because yeah, I, I wouldn't have even thought to add vinegar to a tea because the first thing, you know, to an herbal tea, the first thing I would do is say, oh, well, that's going to be all sour. But once you get all the herbs in there, the sour will take the back seat to everything else. And you can always add a splash of honey. That's yeah, not it's really hurt. good with honey and vinegar. And, um, you know, it's like it's a lot of it is dosage. Like if you just put a little yeah. bit. It's like a little um, kind of a spike and it's not super sour. You yeah. know, but if you want to add more then you add a little bit of honey and that yeah. absolutely it's a great cold and flu. Um, you know, just if you are like starting to get an allergy or running nose or something, mm -hmm. uh, we we do that. We use that as a, our part of our health care. Yeah, I love that. One of my favorite sections of the practicalherbalist.com is the witchy section. I'll admit it. I love the myth and magic. I love the recipes for magical teas and brews and potions. I love the incense making. All of that stuff just is so much fun and helps me deepen my relationship with the plants. If you'd like to learn more about the witchy side of life, check out thepracticalherbalist.com. I just happened to you know glance at Candace's book. It was open. Yeah. Um, the herbal kitchen book and the one recipe that got me attention was the muscle rub vinegar um how'd you come about that with that one and i asked this because i crossfit and i do a olympic weightlifting and um my muscles are starting to complain yeah they they do <laughs> complain usually after the second or third week out workout <laughs> in the week yeah yeah well, I live um, an hour north of San Francisco, and I've spent a lot of time in Chinatown. And, you know, just I'm not a Chinese herbalist. I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner, but I love just, you know, yeah. hanging out and all the. And one of the things I started to notice was all the Chinese, the, all the, a lot of the old time practitioners, they all had muscle rubs. Mm -hmm. They all had their own individual muscle rubs, right? Yeah, like their dick and, and they were, and, they yeah. were uh, some of them were vinegar based. Some of them were alcohol based. Um, and so I got the idea there. And so I started making that a long time ago and I'm a, I um, have been doing massage for 30 years. And so one of the main herbs I use in my herbal infused oils is mugwort for muscle cramps, muscle tension, low back pain, uh, menstrual cramps. And so I started putting the mugwort into the vinegar based on those two ideas and, um, it works. You know, you just, you, you put it, you rub it on there afterwards, you rub it three times a day and um, yeah. That's interesting is way back again, you know, early in my herbal learning, mugwort was something that came up, but it was only supposed to be used if you wanted to do some kind of like shamanic journey work or dreaming or, you know, some other magical thing and that you were supposed to be super careful about using it for anything else because... I wasn't ever really quite clear why, but, you know, there was a lot of talk about being super careful about, you know, bar barely use any, really low doses. And I myself haven't used mugwort much, partly because of that early teaching. And I'm, you know, at this point, I'm starting to question a lot of different things that I had learned early on. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we have a native mugwort here, Artemisia douglasiana, douglasiana. Mm -hmm. And then we also, a lot of people grow the European mugwort here, Artemisia vulgaris. And um, again, I started, I'm really into my herbal infused oils, using them topically. I teach a whole course, handcrafted healing herbal oils on it. Uh, I, I think that your herbal oils are another huge, super safe, so versatile. But I started infusing mugwort because it grew all around me into my herbal. I started making herbal massage oil with mugwort like 30 years ago, 28 nice. years ago. And I've been using that all this time. And yeah. for menstrual cramps, low back pain, that oil is incredible. And I've never had a single contraindication. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I, I When I was younger, mugwort grew near me. Um, I don't know which one it was. I just knew it was a mugwort. And it would pop up as a weed. And as I've gotten older, like the last five to eight years, I have not noticed it so much. Possibly before that, because I was busy looking for other things at the time. So, but it's one that I've been thinking that I should probably return to and take a better look at that. Um, because I'm not, like I said, I'm not entirely sure. Like rose geranium, that's another one that I only encountered when I was younger in essential oils and there were about a thousand cautions, you know, related to, oh my God, it's an essential oil. So, you know, it could kill you if you even smell it wrong, you know, I mean, so I didn't really use it. And then after reading what you had to say about it, I, I had been starting to experiment with rose geranium a little bit um, because it's what I could get a hold of. And it's related to umkaloobo, which is the geranium that grows in, I think if I remember right, South Africa that's used for colds and flus and that sort of thing. So I've been kind of experimenting with rose geranium because I thought, well, if that one's really astringent and good for respiratory system, this one may be. And I had gained a lot more confidence after reading The Herbal Kitchen and seeing that you've, you've got, you're solid there. You know what you're talking about with this herb. And I'm not you know, potentially playing games with my family's health. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the one thing about herbal medicine. We never get bored, right? Right. Yeah. It goes on and on and, and, and don't try to know it all. Pick the ones that you just, that, that grab you and yeah. that you just like, Oh, you know, I got to go back and, and, and spend time with that one. And like, what, what is it like the smell or the texture and just, let ourselves just fall in love and have fun with it, you know? Yeah. And the stuff that grows easily for you, you know, for some yes. folks, you're the plants that are growing well for you. Those are the ones that actually you need and the ones you can't seem to get to grow. Those are probably not the right ones for you anyway. So let them go. <laughs> you know, I, and I, I've told this story before and I really believed that with Candace just said, but my dad came to live with us for, you know, six months uh, about 10, 15, year, 15 years ago. And when he moved in, wild lettuce just exploded around his corner of the house. And we couldn't figure it out. It was only there. And then when he left, it kind of left. Yeah. And he's a chronic sufferer of, uh, of back arthritis. And so he was on a, he's on a panoply of, of, you know, painkillers and stuff like that. So, that could have been something that he probably needed, but, you know, we didn't take it in stock at that point. But. Well, I did, but he wasn't, he wasn't open to much. The, yeah, so I this, just, I just hoped that at least the energy of the, the plant growing right around him would help. But 
Yeah, our, our neighbors didn't like us because we let it yeah. grow. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and we were in suburbia, so they were very unhappy with us. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting that those plants arrive and then you know are there for you, and then you, you, when you don't need them, they kind of they kind of leave. And I was never a believer until that moment. Then I said, "Yeah, Candace is right." Mm-hmm. You know. So I've seen that happen many times. You can hear it. And then once you experience it, it's just like, wow, the intelligence of the earth, right? Right. The intelligence of the plants that we, we are wired to be in communication and to to receive from them. We just haven't cultivated it as a culture. And when we get, when we open to receiving their communication again, it just opens up a whole other world of, of, of beauty and wonder and, and it's just a higher quality of life, really. Yeah, it is. I mean, that artisan thing is actually real. I, I personally think of doing all the, the herbal vinegars and all that. It's this incredible luxury that you can afford even if you still have to get, you know, food stamps or public assistance or, you know, even if you've got really low income. You don't have to live without luxury. You can have luxury too. It just takes a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of willingness to step outside of an old-fashioned box. Oh, I love that. I love how you, I, that's so beautiful how you said that. It's, Thanks. you know, and, and really it's, it's the best healthcare prevention around, if you ask me, what you've oh. got in your kitchen and what you put on your food. Yeah. And uh, an herbal lifestyle, it's it's as good of a healthcare plan as anything out there. Right. You know, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's a lot that we can do, but having the herbs in your food and all that, it's as good as anything else. <laughs> yeah. What's that old saying? An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh-huh. You know? But I'll stick with the ounces of herbs and prevent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, Cami, how can people get a hold of you and a hold of all these amazing recipes? Yeah, so um, I'm at CamiMcBride.com, and you can hop on over there. And if you get on my uh, sign up for my mailing list, I have all kinds of great offerings. I also, you can go over to MyHerbalKitchen.com, My Herbal Kitchen. I have a entire companion course where you know some people they like they do well on reading, but other people, um, you know, if, if when you have me to walk you through the recipes, you know. Uh, editors only give you like three inches of space per per uh, recipe. <laughs> And in my herbal kitchen, the companion course, I take about 15 minutes to walk you through the recipes and what's behind the recipe and go deeper on the medicinal uses. And I give a lot more examples. I demonstrate examples of how to use the recipes. So it's a much more in-depth way to really bring your herbal kitchen to life. And you, and demonstrate, so you demonstrate your ghee making recipe through that, through your course, right? I demonstrate a little bit of, uh, you know, I, I pick the um, the most favorite yeah, recipes good. from each chapter and I walk through each chapter. And so, yeah, that's over at myherbalkitchen.com. Yes, I highly recommend that. And okay, so and you're on all the socials, so Facebook, social, Insta. You can just do yeah. a search for Cami McBride or is there something else that you would yeah, search Cammie for? Yeah, McBride. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, there you go. Well, Candice, as always, put, put an herb on, on it. it. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. 
You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with a healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.